Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festivities festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of the Sportster Show. My name is Jim Parsons. This is episode 14. Going to have a conversation with Norman Quarrington about some of the big news developments in WWE this week from Liv Morgan winning the SmackDown women's title to Theory holding the Money in the Bank briefcase to Lacey Evans turning heel on SmackDown this week. And then Vince McMahon, more allegations of sexual misconduct coming against Vince McMahon, uncovering more people, more money. What does it mean for WWE? What does it mean for Vince McMahon? What is going to happen here? We're going to dig into all of that. Uh, Before we get going, though, a couple quick reminders. If you want to follow the Sportster Show on your favorite podcast platforms, we'd greatly appreciate downloading, subscribing to it giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can check it out on thesportster.com. You can go to the facebook.com slash the Sportster page to get all of our information there. The YouTube channel's got content as well. We, we are trying to get you as much wrestling information and news and updates as we can through multiple platforms, this podcast being just one of them. Uh, before we get into our conversation with Norman Quarantine, let's go through a couple quick developments here in WWE. Uh, SummerSlam 2022 is not that far away. There's a few matches on the card already. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship is probably going to be the main event. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. By the way, Pat McAfee just signing a long-term multi-year extension with WWE. Bobby Lashley versus Theory in a singles match for the WWE United States Championship. Theory now holds the Money in the Bank briefcase after Saturday's pay-per-view. The Usos versus the Street Profits in a tag match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Little bit of a tease going on with the Street Profits right now. Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, can they get along long enough? Angelo Dawkins recently on the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves talking about how big a star Montez Ford is going to be. We all know that's the case. But what happens with Angelo Dawkins? Is he being overlooked? Is he being underrated? It's kind of a spur in his side. He's not real happy about that. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. 
We don't know exactly what's happening with the Raw Women's Championship yet. We're not sure if the Intercontinental title is going to be defended by Gunther, who was on SmackDown this week and beating the tar out of Ludwig Kaiser. Lots going on in the world of professional wrestling, and we're not even touching on AEW this week, uh, but we will definitely do so next week. But this is episode 14 of the Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of the Sportster Show. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm here with the Sportster.com. Norman Quarantine with us on the other end of the line here. Uh, not feeling so hot today, so we're going to not take too much of his time. But, Norman, how are you feeling? Oh, bad. <laughs> yeah, for, for the listener, uh, I have I've tested positive for COVID-19 a couple of days ago. And it's, it's yeah, knocked the wind out of me. It's rough. So, and if I wasn't uh, vaccinated, I am pretty sure I'd be in hospital. So yeah, go get vaccinated guys. Yeah. And for those of you that have caught this already or have had it in the past, you know, probably what Norman's going through right now, but it does affect everybody a little differently. I am lucky that I have not had uh, this. So I will try to do my best to uh, help you through this as much as I possibly can, but we're going to keep it kind of simple today. Have a little fun talking some news uh, developments in WWE, we have not done a show since uh, Money in the Bank, so we're going to talk a little bit about what happened on that show as well. We'll talk about some news items uh, from SmackDown. Lacey Evans has turned heel. Uh, we're going to have some fun with some other stuff. So let's talk a little Money in the Bank first. Um, the big takeaway, obviously, one, Liv Morgan is now the SmackDown Women's Champion. She won the ladder match and then went on to cash in against Ronda Rousey. And two, uh, Theory, almost an Austin Theory, Theory is now the Money in the Bank briefcase holder, uh, and we know he's cashing in at some point. WWE's very, very high on him. Which one was a bigger deal to you, the Liv Morgan win and the SmackDown Women's Championship, or Theory having the briefcase and probably holding this over our heads for the next year? Mm, I think unquestionably Liv Morgan's win was the bigger deal in terms of how uh, well it was received just by wrestling fan, WWE Universe and wrestling fans in general. I think she's certainly... Um, uh, much more it's it's interesting right because i think what they what they what they want out of austin theory i don't think they're necessarily or what what they what they're picturing for austin theory isn't necessarily coming to fruition i guess because he's not i wouldn't say obviously he's a heel so i guess there's some leeway there in terms of the negative reactions that he's getting um but i think most of that is actually go away heat and not necessarily like good heel heat um whereas Liv Morgan is you know they've kind of messed her around a lot and it took a little while for them to finally pull the trigger on her and do, with her and do do with her what the fans have wanted them to do with her for a long time um but they finally did it and it was you know the, the pop was huge the fans loved it uh so yeah for me the bigger deal was definitely Liv winning I think theory winning does is very interesting and it does have uh, a lot of really sort of interesting potential ramifications that are, that are going to be fun to talk about because I, you know, who does he cash in on? When does he cash in? Uh, can you see him cashing in and Roman, on Roman Reigns and beating Roman Reigns? Because I can't. Yeah. You know, did you say you can or you can't? I can't, I can't oh, okay. see. I, yeah. I definitely, I, I not, not in, not, not in how he's being, yeah, I just can't see it. I can't see, uh, but you never know, I guess. If they, if, 
like if Vince likes him and if Vince sees him as like the next big thing, so to speak, then, you know, that's, there's not a lot that's going to stop that from happening other than Vince losing interest or Vince no longer being involved in the company anymore, which is we'll, we'll get to later. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, go on. No, 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 as you say, for the sake of a fun podcast, I'm going to go on the other end of this. I do think mm. that Liv Morgan was uh, rightfully deserved. She's been overlooked for a very long time. But the reason I'm going to say that theory is the bigger deal here is because I don't think Liv Morgan's going to hold this thing very long. I just get the sense after her win on Saturday, I want to want to say Sunday, but it's always Saturday, um, that she has not done the best. And it's really maybe not her fault, but it's she's not done the best job in two promos that she's had one on Monday night raw and one on Friday night SmackDown. And she's sort of been having to carry through even had Michael Cole come out on Friday during SmackDown to sort of help her through a promo. I don't know. I think the fans love this. I think Liv deserves it. I hope she gets her promos in line and WWE creative gives her more than just garbage crap, babyface stuff to spew out mm, every week. Right. But yep. if they don't, I don't see this being on her very long. I don't know if Ronda Rousey's going to get it or somebody else like Charlotte might come back and take it or whatever the case might be. But I just have this feeling that it's going to be a lackluster run. And for all of this buildup and the fans really getting behind Liv and really, because she was very over on Saturday at Money in the Bank and people really wanted her to win it. And she did. And Mm. that's great. But you got to do something with it once you have it. And I don't know that she is going to. And that's my big concern for Liv Morgan. The reason mm-hmm. I think theory is a good one is because yes, I'm with you. People hate theory. <laughs> like, and some are go away heat and some just love to hate him. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of Sammy Guevara, but twice the size, right? Like right. He's, he's that guy. He's much bigger. He's got the bodies, all that stuff. Doesn't high fly around like Guevara does, but he's got that sort of man. You just despise this dude heat. Um, but he's so good. Like he's just, he knows his role. He understands his job. He's going to hold this briefcase. And he's already on Friday. He showed up twice during the Roman Reigns promo just to tell everybody, hey, I got this. By the way, mm-hmm. I can show up anytime, anywhere. And it's like the Miz. He's going to drive us crazy with this thing. And he's going to yeah. probably hold it for a very long time. And that's really going to get him over uh, in terms of people just hating his guts. And that's kind of what you want with a guy with the money in the bank briefcases because you need this thing to be kind of the i can cash it at any moment i probably won't deserve to win the title when i do and that's what's going to get people to hate theory and i think that works in his favor i think those are the types of people you want holding the briefcase not somebody like a nikki ash who just cashes in that night and then doesn't do anything with it and i i just i hope Liv morgan's run is not the equivalent of what nikki ash did or nikki right. ash right that's that's my take on it I could be way off though. How, do you think Morgan holds this thing for a while? Yeah. So I, that, that was a thought that I had a couple of days ago, actually. Well, as soon as I saw that um, she was facing Ronda at SummerSlam, uh, you know, the chances don't look good. Um, I would hate it if they took the title off of her anytime soon. Cause I kind of just feel like they do that way. Like, well, like you said, they did it with Nikki ASH and it's like, either don't put the title on them in the first place or let them have like a decent run with it, right? Unless unless they're specifically out there to be like a transitional champion or something. Um, but to have Liv beat Ronda and then lose to her, uh, you know, the next month before she's made any sort of successful de- defenses of the title or whatever is just, just kind of silly and a little bit disrespectful to the titles. Um, so yeah, you what you said 
did was something that crossed my mind like i i you can't put anything past them so it is possible that she won't hold it for very long her promo skills yeah i don't know what it is sometimes i feel like sometimes she can really she's never been the best promo right she's I, i she's won the crowd over just by her sort of charm and personality and this sort of uh just sort of charisma that she has I don't think she ever really won anybody over with promos I've never, I I can't remember her cutting it super amazing, you know, end to end amazing promo before, but you know, yeah. So I don't know, maybe they just need to give her shorter, sharper material or something. Yeah. The only thing that I I would hate to see Ronda Rousey take it back from her too, unless, and this is a big, unless you turn Rousey heel. Like if you have Rousey go heel and kind of steal, the title right. back for right. Liv Morgan, I'm yeah. all on board because Rousey, I, Rousey should be healed. Yes. She should be Rousey healed. as a baby face is awful. Like mm, it's absolutely and again, not necessarily her fault, but her promos are cringeworthy. Like she just isn't comfortable. She's given material. I think these these women are given material that just Liv Morgan's promos right now remind me of when Roman Reigns was given all this garbage by WWE and everyone's like, oh my God, Roman Reigns' promos are terrible. But Roman Reigns is a very good promo. It's right. just, you need to let him do his own thing. And he exactly. needs to be himself, have the authority to go out and say what he needs to say on his own accord without all this scripted garbage that WWE gives him. I think that's what they're doing with Liv Morgan right now. I think it's a mistake. I think that's what they're doing with Ronda Rousey right now. I think it's a mistake. So if Rousey goes heel and steals it from Morgan, great. And then give her a mouthpiece, whether it's Heyman or somebody else, and just let them do the talking for her and let her right. be a total badass. Like but, that's that's what they need to do. Yeah, the notion that that she that Ronda Rousey could ever be this like top baby face, I, it's kind of silly to me because they first of all, she, you know, she she's brought in as this like, you know, shoot fighter. She's like, you know, a menacing presence who's who's who can beat people up for real um and then they also sort of you know reference the or you know they lean a lot on the uh the roddy piper connection there and you know i i don't know about you but when i think of roddy i don't think of uh you know top baby face <laughs> so i don't know why i don't know why they don't uh just pull the trigger on her and make her like a top monster heel yeah yeah, they they absolutely should. I think she's just better in that role. She's more natural in that role. She actually like I don't know if this is true or accurate, but she seems to sort of just despise the fan base anyway. Like legitimately doesn't really like them very much. <laughs> so yeah. why not let her be what she's just naturally is, which is sort of and we'll get into this next with Lacey Evans, right? She they brought her back with this whole um I don't want to be disrespectful to her life story. I certainly am not trying to do that when I say this, but the whole thing was a mess. Like when they brought her out to have her tell her life story in her childhood and the, the troubles and trials and tribulations that she went through and the struggle internally and externally and all that stuff. I mean, it's a touching emotional story, but the way that WWE put it together, they kind of set you up for this. Okay. Now she really has to come out and get a massive pop. Otherwise this isn't going to work. And the first thing they did when they brought her back, was had the ring announcer say, okay, please stand up and give her the type of rousing response that she deserves, which is absolutely a heel maneuver. Like it's just, it was insanely stupid to do that. And from that moment on, Lacey Evans was never going to be an over baby face. So WWE's done a wise thing here. I think on Friday, they had her come out 
and she came out three times. Uh, the first time she didn't like the response, went back, came out and did it again. Second time, still not loud enough. Third time, she finally was sick of it and said, you know what? You guys are disgusting. You don't give me the respect that I deserved. I'm a local war here. Like I've done everything. I put my body in the line for you guys. And then he, she called them disgusting and fat and idiots and stuff. Smart. Like, I think you have to do this with Lacey Evans because that baby face storyline background origin it was not working. It didn't right. work. If you listen to the response at Money in the Bank, every time she climbed the, tried to climb the ladder, they booed the crap out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed to go this direction. Do you think uh, that this could possibly lead to some really untapped? They might have stumbled on the best possible thing for Lacey Evans. Do you think I'm right there? Yeah, for sure. She's definitely one of those people. She's just a natural heel. There's something about her. And this isn't like this, not throwing shade at her as a person or whatever. Um, but some people just don't have, some people have like a sort of reverse charisma, right. Where they just, they just are easy to dislike. And there's something about the way that she's presented, uh, on screen that isn't resonating with people. And, you know, the thing about it is I don't, sometimes it's, it's like, they don't realize that the audience has the makeup of the audience has sort of changed slightly. And I don't, I think the the WWE audience, wrestling audiences in general aren't aren't as, on the whole, isn't as conservative as they used to be, right? And jingoism is, uh, is passe. It's not very cool anymore. And so if you try to sort of lean into that to create like this top baby face that they were trying to do with Lacey, right? Uh, Female Sergeant Slaughter kind of thing. Um, It's never going to work anymore, you know? we're not, it's not like post nine 11 stuff where you can get away with that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. It's she's, she's, she's better as a heel. And I never, I always thought she was kind of pretty decent in the ring and, and was seemed to be improving before, uh, before she had to take a hiatus, um, which was because she had another kid, I think. Right. Hmm, um so yeah i thought she was she seemed to be improving in the ring uh prior to that so yeah i'm sure we could and look they need they need they need heels in that women's division so yeah yeah and i think the southern bell the sassy southern bell gimmick that she did i thought was good i think they messed it up when they put her with rick flair like when they had that whole thing with her and charlotte and then she dated rick and that was a awful idea and it was downhill from there there was no recovering from that one but the reason that i i kind of compare Lacey Evans to Ronda Rousey is because I said Ronda Rousey sort of has this underlying not hatred but like distaste for the fans because she doesn't understand why they don't respect her more or they they cheer the way they do she hasn't quite learned that the audience in WWE the WWE universe has got a mind of its own and it's crazy sometimes and you go to certain cities and they don't make any sense and she hasn't quite wrapped her head around why they do that uh Lacey Evans is a type of person who I think we could be looking at like a rock situation, like a die Rocky die and Rocky Johnson, where the fans just hated him. Like they just not any fault of his own, but they just built him up as this third generation guy that, you know, had this huge legacy was going to be a massive star. WWE fans didn't like it. And what became of that was a very angry chip on the shoulder type of rock who turned into the biggest arguably star in the history of the industry. Now I'm not Mm -hmm. saying Lacey Evans is going to become that, but she's going to have this underlying, like, I think she's legitimately going to be pissed that the fans listened to her story 
and she means it. She was super emotional when she was telling it and they chewed it up and spit it out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you don't take that personally. So if I'm mm-hmm. Lacey Evans, I'm coming back with like some real like fire in my belly and I'm going to be mm-hmm. super mad. And every promo that I cut from here on in, I'm mean. Right. Mm-hmm. And that could be really good for Lacey Evans. Like, I think that could be quite entertaining because the best heels are the ones that just mean everything they say. And rock did that. He meant it when he cut his heel uh, promo. I think Lacey Evans, her first promo as a heel on Friday was good. Uh, I think the other ones will be even better. So I think this is smart. I think this is what they needed to do. Uh, I don't think they had a choice. I think WWE realized like this isn't working. Let's make the switch now, give them what they're expecting and just give her the bad guy. But uh, I thought it was really, really good. Pat McAfee, let's switch gears totally. Let's talk about a guy who is very over, who is super um, entertaining, who might be arguably one of the best things on SmackDown each week. He gets a long-term multi-year extension with WWE. Sounds like this was done a little while ago, but they've just officially announced it. They're putting him back in the ring at SummerSlam. Uh, I think super well-deserved. Pat McAfee has been a hit, a home run, a grand slam since joining WWE on the main roster. He's been really, really good. Um, Wise decision by WWE? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You definitely want um, a guy like McAfee who, who, who can thrive outside of WWE. If, if you've got a guy like that, then, yeah, you want to lock him down um, for sure. So, yeah, definitely a wise decision. Um, yeah, he's great. Like you said, he's, he's absolutely sort of reinvigorated uh, that, that, that commentary booth. Um, Michael Cole him and Michael Cole just bounce off each other really well. It's night and day when you, in my opinion, when you, when you watch that, the raw commentary team and the SmackDown commentary team, it's just so that the, the difference is just, you know, it's just night and day in terms of quality and, and how enjoyable it is um, with Cole and McAfee, obviously being the superior uh, booth. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, good decision. Definitely. I don't think they realize it much like they probably do with Logan Paul, who isn't going to be nearly as entertaining as McAfee, but these outside crossover guys with these huge social media followings like McAfee has is massive for WWE. Like I think that alone is probably worth whatever they're investing in him. But the fact that he's as good as he is on the commentary table and he can go in the ring when he needs to, like he's going against happy Corbin at SummerSlam this is an easy decision for WWE. Like they should be really, really happy that he's this into it, right? Cause he's got a lot on the go. He keeps doing his, his, his Pat McAfee show podcast and uh, YouTube channel, which is huge for him. He's got other things with the NFL that he still does all the time. Uh, he was at the pro-am golf thing this week. Like he's a busy dude. He doesn't have to do this, but he really, really loves it. Like he's a huge wrestling fan. So um, WWE realized what they had and it's really smart for them to lock him up and keep him on the team and, and doing that. And I think you're right. I think he absolutely, uh, has breathed new life into Michael Cole, who has already said, he's like, yeah, like I admit it. This is a whole different ball game for me now. Like I've been doing this a really long time and just working with McAfee on a weekly basis has just changed my view of the whole business. And uh, I think it's really, really cool. Let's talk finally about one of the maybe this could be a huge huge thing for wwe like in terms of what's going to happen with the company what direction this is going we've talked about it before vince mcmahon allegations against him that he paid hush money to a paralegal that worked with wwe over sexual misconduct and he sort of ignored it 
I don't know if you want to say spat in the face of the whole thing. He came out on Raw and SmackDown and acted like nothing was going on. Now there's more. Now it's about $12 million to four women. John Laurinaitis is wrapped up in this whole thing. He may never be back with WWE from what we're understanding. Wall Street Journal's done a story on this saying uh, there are multiple people, including former employees, including former performers. Uh, This is a big deal now, like to the point where it's like cancel culture for Vince McMahon. Netflix is pulled out of the document documentary series they were going to do with him. I'm assuming this, there was a movie or something, I think, or he was writing an autobiography. I'm not sure that could be affected. What happens here? Like, are we talking about the end of Vince McMahon? Uh, that's a good question. I really, it's, it's difficult to predict because, um, because of the sort of stranglehold that he has over the company. And so we should say like some of those, some of the, 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 the projects that are, that were in development. So there was a, a, a multi-part Netflix, uh, documentary series about Vince McMahon in development at, uh, um, yeah, with Netflix. And uh, I think it was Bill Simmons was executive producing that who also did the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO, um, which was very well received. So Netflix hasn't confirmed anything yet, as far as I know, but um, our former colleague Denise Salcedo did uh, contact sources within Netflix who told her that, that, you know, that project is, is now on the shelf basically it's no longer on the netflix's internal programming spreadsheet um so yeah and and apparently it was deep into post-production and they'd already spent a lot of money on it now my i think that there's a way where they can i don't know i, I think also vince mcmahon and wwe had sort of a final approval over that so that does make things a little bit trickier right because it, there's otherwise they could re-edit that and they could add they could add all of this this uh drama and this whole story into it and and sort of save the stuff they've already made but because i because we understand it's not i don't know if this is confirmed yet that wwe has sort of final say of approval over what goes out that's probably not going to happen you know um so yeah that's that that project seems to have been shelved um but yeah in terms of it being the end of vince mcmahon i think the, I mean, look, if you, the smart thing to do would be to just, if, if you're, if, if I was Vince McMahon, I would just retire and take my money and go live on an island somewhere. Right. And just, you know, he, he's not being accused of any crimes per se. It's just uh, impropriety. Right. And misconduct a little bit. Um, so obviously very, very bad to, you know, uh, engage in, sexual intercourse with your employees and then pay them hush money um definitely not not good behavior but yeah he 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 should he should just retire and and let 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 stephanie and triple h run the company i guess i don't think that's going to happen um and i don't think the board if they if members of the board i don't you probably know more about that than i do i don't know if he's even if the board is even able to kick him out unless he's actually commit a crime or something you know well i would assume they can uh based mm-hmm. on the bylaws and the things that are written into the shareholders agreements and things like that and what mm-hmm. they discover under an investigation can they can boot him uh he's still the majority shareholder though so he's gonna have 
um, you know, a lot of say. He's going to have a lot of the money. Time. I'm just wondering if Vince McMahon is the type of person who would be like, you know what, if I'm not in, I'm taking this whole thing with me. Or right. if he would say, I've built this to the point where I've created something that the WWE universe is what he calls them, fans, just mm-hmm. absolutely love and adore and loyally follow with or without me. It would be a crime, figuratively, to take this away from them. And mm-hmm. would he let this go? And mm-hmm. that's the real question to me is because I do believe, I mean, the dude's old, right? Like, what is he, 76? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, it's not like he's sticking around a whole lot longer. Yeah, he thinks he's going to live to 100. But um, I just don't know how he's got another even decade in him because he looks very fragile. Like, mm-hmm. when you see him in the ring, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to predict or knock on wood or anything like that. Or his health is always fine. I hope that's the case. But, you know, like... I don't know how long he had anyway. So at some point there had to be some sort of succession plan here, unless he was just planning on taking WWE with him. Like if that was it, when he was done and he was just canceling the whole thing, I don't know, but I think there's too much riding on it. Now there's public companies, shareholders, there's all this other stuff. They have way too much riding that Vince McMahon does not need to be a part of the equation anymore. Um, So I would wonder, I got to say though, man, that Netflix thing would be so much better if they still finished it with all this new information. Right. Exactly. Could you imagine how entertaining and people would just, would just pay big bucks to see that. Right. Yeah. We, we need a warts and all Vince McMahon documentary. Um, Well, especially since nothing actually illegal is going on here. Right. Right. Like all of these things have been settled. He paid them. There's nobody in this equation that's charging him with anything right now. Yeah. There's nothing Netflix would have to hold off on. They could go, you know what? Okay, let's just tell the story. It's not, it's not in court right now. There's no nothing that we can't talk about. It's already passed. Yeah, right? unless it's, it it's turns an out investigation that he, by WWE, that's it. Right. Yeah, and, and I think unless it turns out that he deceived shareholders or something, yeah, sure. uh, then then yeah, I don't think anything will come of it. But, but yeah, um, I, I think they also they see well. Vince definitely thinks the success of the company is dependent on him being involved with the company which it just isn't true. It just yeah. isn't. Um, no. It would, it would, I think the company's sort of in desperate need of what it, what it absolutely is in desperate need of and has been for a while is a, a sort of re a, you know, a renaissance, a creative renaissance, basically. Right. They need a big reboot of the, how of creative, how that's done. And we know how that's creative works right now. A bunch of writers get together write a bunch of stuff come up with a bunch of good ideas some bad ideas they present it to vince mcmahon vince mcmahon green lights a bunch of stuff and then he changes his mind at the last minute and does whatever he wants to do um so yeah the one thing the company does need is new creative and that's not gonna happen until vince vince leaves yeah and you know what even if he does leave and say stephanie takes over she might have different viewpoints on what to do she might have a different procedural way that she wants to do things but she's always going to be vince's daughter Mm-hmm. She grew up under Vince McMahon and watching him run this company, no matter what you do, shades of how he did things will be in her DNA. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's going to always be a trace of Vince McMahon. So I don't know why shareholders would be overly concerned. I mean, if you're going to have anybody take over, it's probably Stephanie, unless you've decided that this whole thing needs to be removed from the McMahon family equation altogether. And you're like, okay, we absolutely need a Nick Khan or somebody else with a different, fresh perspective to come in here and go, okay, this is a business. This is like, do what you got to do as a business to uh, not a creative WWE product, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't, I don't know what they'll do, but um, I would assume if Stephanie's in there or Triple H is in there or whomever is in there, 
enough has filtered off of Vince McMahon that there'll always be traces of how he ran things um, in WWE. So it's never going to completely change. It's not like they just need, you're like, you're right. They need better procedural ways to do stuff. It's Mm -hmm. just one man calling the shots is a good thing because there's nobody to argue and it's no political garbage like they had in WCW. But when that one man is completely out of touch now, which it seems like Vince McMahon is and Mm -hmm. credit to everything that he has done um, with WWE, Mm -hmm. it's time to do something else. So, We'll see. I'm, I'm very, very curious now as this, if this gets bigger and bigger and I don't want to say dirtier, but I guess that's a word um, dirtier mm-hmm. with all of the information that comes S- out here. Scandalous. Most yeah, scandalous. scandalous. Like <laughs> if he's got no choice, like he seems to be acting as though it doesn't bother him. Like from what we're hearing backstage, he's just acting as normal, like no big deal. Not even referring to it. Not, not a care in the world. Although I'm sure inside he's probably like, oh crap. Um, but like at some point you got to go, okay, this is getting pretty bad. So who knows? We'll have to see what happens there. All right, Norm. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. I uh, kept you for about a half an hour, which I'm sure was plenty for you when you're feeling under the weather. Uh, we'll, we'll touch base again next week. Hopefully you're feeling a little bit better and yeah, uh, should be good to go next week. Yeah. We'll talk about more happenings in, in WWE, maybe touch on some AEW stuff, which we kind of totally ignored this week, but uh, we'll get on that next week. I appreciate you taking the time and, and no worries, fighting man. through it with us. All right, guys. No worries. Thank you for everybody else. It's been another edition of the Sportster show presented by the sportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. That was Norman quarantine. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.